Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, Broncos writer for Predominantly Orange, owner of Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter, all socials that you guys can find me. Um, I am not joined by my co-host today, uh, Jordan and J-Mac. They will not be on for today's episode. They're a little caught up and busy, so it's just going to be me previewing the uh, Broncos Week 2 preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, can't wait to jump into all these keys and vi- uh, keys to victory, which players may be playing, which players may not be playing. Um, what you guys should be looking out for in this game as the Broncos uh, recap training camp, lots of takeaways to go over. Um, and then obviously um, everything that I want to see from top to bottom in terms of coaching uh, play on the field. Um, and then the specific uh, players individually that I want to see them take a step up this week. Um, obviously we came out with the episode a few days, days ago about which Broncos are under the most pressure uh, tomorrow on Saturday, as I'm recording this on Friday, August 18th. Um, so can't wait to jump into all this and, uh, and, more um obviously uh just for the basic info and details of the denver broncos preseason week two game it'll be before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Broncos at Niners at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central Time, 6.30 Mountain Time. It is going to be on Prime Time, the only game that is on at that time on ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS. So a lot of you guys are going to get to watch it um, you know, on Prime Time. Um, against the San Francisco 49ers, which, by the way, the Niners did lose uh, 34 to 17 against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in the preseason opener. So um, I don't think the Niners will be that much of a competition. Um, I'll go over my uh, score predictions and uh, offensive and defensive player of the game predictions at the very end of the episode. That's kind of a tradition we have here on the show uh, where we always are going over our predictions um, for who kind of takes away the, uh, the the weekly award, I guess you could say. But um, let's go ahead and jump into uh, today's uh, great episode I got lined up for you guys. Um, so just going over off injuries and stuff, players that are extremely doubtful and not expected to play in the game tomorrow are uh, safety Justin Simmons, um, who's still deal- dealing with that groin injury. It's helped him out of practice um, uh, throughout this last week at Broncos camp as uh, the Broncos wrapped up training camp for the year. Um, but according to uh, Sean Payton, it will not be uh, officially ending. There's still going to be more practices, uh, just not open to the public per se. So um, then you got PJ Locke, um, who obviously uh, got injured last 
uh, or this previous week at camp. He had a little bit of an ankle injury. He got carted off, but it turns out Sean Pay did say he will be fine. So um, it's looking like he'll just miss this game, and then he should be back at practice in a limited capacity the following week. Um, then we have running back Tyler Beatty, who actually did injure his hip in the uh, the uh, preseason opener against the Arizona Cardinals. So um, he will actually be out of this game. So um, before I go, go ahead and jump in, uh, you know, the 49ers or which players they may be they may be playing and, you know, how it may impact the game for the Broncos. Running back Tyler Beatty, this hip injury is something that not a lot of people are talking about. And it could be a big thing for uh, Jaleel McLaughlin looking to make a case uh, to, you know, be on the opening roster. I know uh, Jordan and J-Mac, they, uh, they have their prediction that Jaleel McLaughlin will, in fact, make the 53-man roster uh, behind Samaj P. Ryan, Javante Williams. And, um, you know, Jordan's kind of thrown out the uh, possibility of the Broncos maybe caring for running backs. Uh, I would respectfully disagree. I don't think that's how they're going to go about this. I think uh, the practice squad, um, you know, we just signed Dwayne Washington, uh, the former New Orleans Saint, um, for uh, to a one-year deal. Um, so he is going to be battling for a spot in the practice squad, as well as Tyler Beatty, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. Are, they're battling between those, uh, you know, the the active roster spots. So if they don't make it, then they're going to be battling for the, the practice squad spot. So everybody's battling for spots, especially at the running back position. It's a big open competition. And adding Dwayne Washington, who has a much bigger special teams value, being 29 years old, playing a lot of special teams over his time in New Orleans. Um he actually played for uh, New Orleans all seven years of his uh, NFL career, uh, six or seven years. So um, he's gonna, he already has a big uh, leap over those two guys. Um, and he obviously has that past experience with uh, Sean Payton, um, <clears throat> dating back to the time that, you know, uh, prior to when Sean Payton took his one year off. So he already has that over those two guys. But then Tyler Beatty dealing with this hip injury. I'm a big Tyler Beatty guy, but it's not looking too bright for him in the aspect that, you know, Jaleel McLaughlin is on the is on the rise. He's he's making plays at camp, making plays in that preseason opener. Had four carries, twenty yards, a, a catch for twelve yards. Looked like one of our best players the entire game. I would argue one of our top three best players. Um, just in the limited opportunities that he got, I thought Jaleel McLaughlin looked pretty damn good. Um, then he still got two weeks left to prove himself. The uh, rookie undrafted free agent running back out of Youngstown State uh, that we signed a few months ago. Um, he's had a great offseason for the Broncos. Um, not a lot of people saw this coming, this uh, kind of offseason we have for the Broncos. I've said it on the show before, he's having a Philip Lindsay type of arc at Broncos camp. Um, and so making plays in that preseason opener, he's definitely a player to watch this upcoming week because now with Javante Williams, uh, by the way, getting uh, an expected um, 12 to 20 snaps, I believe, uh, the, what Sean Payton said, and he's expected to get about, uh, they, they want to work him in with three to four carries and a reception as well in the game. Um, and then he got Samaje Pirine will come in. They'll sprinkle, sprinkle him in a little bit. Then once the st starters come out, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a uh, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, show for the rest of the game. I don't know if, uh, Dwayne Washington is going to be suiting up already. Uh, so, you know, especially considering they just signed him on Thursday, August 17th. So um, I think he's going to be inactive for this one. Um, I think he yeah, he hasn't had any practice under his belt. So they're definitely going to – it's, it's going to be the Jaleel McLaughlin show for just about you know three quarters possibly, um, definitely the whole second half for sure. So um, a lot to look out for for Jaleel McLaughlin this week. Um, can he – you know, show that he can be a reliable running back three. Let's say someone goes down in the regular season, knock on wood, Samaj P. Ryan, 
um, you know, goes to the locker room. We need Jaleel McLaughlin to step up in that, you know, 1A and 1B role in Sean Payne's offense. Um, you know, Sean Payne had high praise for him the other day in his press conference. Call, he, he referred to Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles when talking about Jaleel McLaughlin. I mean, this dude is coming out of a, you know, um, Youngstown State with not a lot of competition, um, not a not a big name. I'm sure a lot of fans didn't even know what Youngstown State was as a college um, before they the Broncos even picked up Jaleel McLaughlin. So, um, and it just goes to show in his last his last game, his NFL d- debut, they spelled his name wrong and his uh, his nameplate on his jersey. So, um, a lot not a lot of people know who he is, but. Any Broncos fans have been paying attention to, you know, the updates I've been giving you guys on Instagram, Broncos camp notes, um, all 17 practices. You always see Jaleel McLaughlin's name on there, man. You're always seeing McLaughlin. And yes, I did spell it correctly. Um, always seeing Jaleel McLaughlin making big plays of practice. When I was there at camp, he, man, he just busting off 15, 20 yard carries like it's nothing. It's quite remarkable what you see from. And the reason why I'm raving about him so much is because the guys like, I don't know how old he is off the top of my head. I will guess about like 22 years old. He's very young, very, very young coming to the NFL. It's definitely a big stage, but going up against, you know, some of the, a really good Broncos defense. I know it's the backups, but still a good Broncos defense, even in the depth, you still got some of the better safeties in our secondary that could still be starters elsewhere in the, in the third level of the, you know, defense. And you still got really good linebackers. I feel like justice or had a pretty good off season. Uh, still battling for a roster spot. Jonas Griffith going down. Uh, that's definitely going to give uh, Sernat a good case to make the roster. So, you know, just throwing out those names, you know, it's not like these guys are just not good defenders to where it makes McLaughlin kind of um, glorified as a running back. I feel like McLaughlin's actually good. And he showed that against the Arizona Cardinals defense. And I know they're not the greatest, but it was still an in-game action for him. So, I think McLaughlin's definitely one of those guys you got to watch this week because will he, knowing that he has that role with Tyler Beatty out, will he shine? Will he kind of, um, you know, be better in his role and show the Broncos, show Sean Payton, show George Payton in this front office that he was well worth the signing and that he is well worth actually making the 53-man roster because a lot of people thought, man, the Broncos should sign Kareem Hunt. The Broncos should sign Dalvin Cook. We've heard a lot on this show as well. We even advocated for it. But Jaleel McLaughlin has been such a pleasant surprise that Sean Payton can kind of say, I told you so, that the Broncos didn't really need to get those uh, big-name free agents and save a lot of money by just going with McLaughlin and still having a really good rookie season um, backing up Javante Williams and Samaj Piran. So um, if he has a really good showing against a really, really, really good 49ers defense, and I know they gave up 34 to the Raiders, but I still think they're a really good unit, and I think if he has a really good game, that shouldn't be discredited because of the performance the Niners defense had against the Raiders in the previous week. So McLaughlin, I'll say it again and again, he's probably like one of the biggest players I'm watching this upcoming week. I'm more confident with Russ going into the regular season. I'm still going to – obviously, everybody's going to be watching Russ, so that's a given. But um, him – Garrett Bowles, we talked about in a previous episode. Uh, Tremont Smith is a big one. Uh, Brett Maher, uh, that's the next guy I want to talk about on things you need to watch in the preseason week two game against the Niners. Brett Maher, a lot of people have been talking about him this week. Uh, he went 12 of 15 in his field goal attempts at Broncos camp this week, which was reported to the public and the media. Um, obviously, he missed from a few 50-yard kicks. I believe he missed from 50, uh, 45 as well. So he missed three field goal attempts this week. It's not horrible. I mean, in his last practice, he went uh, seven and nine, I believe, and then the practice before that was five and six. Uh, that could be uh, flip flopped, but um, regardless, he was twelve and fifteen. Um, obviously, the Broncos, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, did waive uh, Elliot Fry last week 
And we got some news yesterday that he was moved to the IR. So this does make it possible for the Broncos to just bring him back um, and not wait, you know, worrying about him uh, signing. He could still sign anywhere else, but he is on the IR. So that kind of does hold a little bit more leverage in terms of how the Broncos can bring him back. But um, so he's not technically just a free agent, but he is on the Broncos IR. So I guess he's still under the contract with the Broncos. It's confusing, but nonetheless, what we do know is Brad Meyer is the only uh, Broncos kicker that is healthy. It's still on the uh, active roster for the Broncos. So um, in, you know, knowing that he went 12 and 15 this week uh, with his field goal attempts at practice, you know, all coverage is out there. It's not like these kicks were just nobody running at him. Those, these are actual field goal attempts at the, at Doe Valley for the Broncos. So, um, I mean, like I said, it, it's not horrible, but I want to see how he looks in game because, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a lot of people, you know, questioning in that uh, Cardinals game. Um, was the field messed up, you know, being so messed up with the turf and everything, uh, you know, the excuse me, the grass flying up and all that. You know, it's really hard to kick on that that field. Was that, a, a, a you know, a product or a factor of uh, my hair, you know, missing those two field goals and um Obviously, Fry did look better in the game as he made that 55-yarder, and a lot of people were upset about the Broncos waving Fry instead of Maher. Um, I would disagree. I would say the Broncos are in a much more advantageous situation with Maher, given his experience. Um, and I, I just feel like um, he can bounce back. I really do think he, uh, he can. Um, I would really like for the Broncos to take a look at Dustin Hopkins. I'm a big Dustin Hopkins guy. Um, obviously, for those of you guys that watched the uh, Broncos primetime matchup against the, the Chargers last year on Monday Night Football, um, he went 4-4, four four, uh, all consecutive kick, uh, field goals against the Broncos in that game uh, with an injured hamstring. Uh, he ended up missing. He ended up going IR after that. So, um that just shows how injured he was in the game. And you're still able to nail those uh, four field goals. And it's not like they were 30 yard attempts. No, they were, you know, mid 40 yard attempts um, to win the game for the Chargers in overtime. So uh, that just says a lot. Um, I would like for the Broncos to take a look at him once the Chargers release him, because I highly doubt the Chargers are going to actually release uh, release Cameron Dicker and go with um, uh Dustin Hopkins, given the fact that he was injured for the majority last year, I think Hopkins only played in five games last year. So I would really like for the Broncos. Um, and I bet you Sean Payne probably has his eye on him. That's been re reported so many times by Mike Cliss, who is really, really closely connected to the Broncos front office, that the Broncos are eyeing uh, kickers around the NFL. And they're just kind of waiting to pull the trigger once they do get released and we receive that news. Um, so um, I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing what the Broncos uh, look to do at the kicker position. Are they going to go ahead and, um, you know, just if let's say my hair has a really good game this week, will they go ahead and decide to, uh, you know, pick up another kicker or will they just go ahead and decide to move forward with my hair? That's the big thing this week. This, this week is one of the most important games of my hair's career, even though he's about 32, 33 years old. Um, this game will be very important for the rest of his NFL career. Cause if he doesn't play good on a very, very, um, you know, uh, from what I know, at least from an outsider looking in that Niners field is pretty, it's pretty damn good. I mean, there's um, obviously the Niners have had their fair share of injuries. So I don't know if that's more so, you know, non-contact and being a factor of their field. I don't think it is, but um, yeah, their field in uh, Santa Clara, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. Um, so I think uh, my has no excuses going into this game. Um, I think it's going to be a big, big uh, showing for Brett Maher. 
uh, and how he looks this week. So um, Brad Maher, big uh, player that you should be watching this upcoming week um, in week two against the San Francisco 49ers. If he kicks well, I think he may change some uh, the minds of some uh, fans in Broncos country. Um, but some other things I want to see in this upcoming game. And I would just like to uh, start off, you know, um, you know, it, as a segue into this next segment, saying that the 49ers have not officially announced if they're playing their starters. Um, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach for the Niners, has kind of um, been a little bit, you know, uh, I want to say decisive, but he's just been a little bit confusing with his reports. He kind of just been saying he's not sure if he's going to play the starters. Um, there's conflicting reports as to whether they're going to start um, Brock Purdy or not. Um, so I, I'm not too sure if they're going to actually go ahead and move uh, move ahead with their starters in this game. So this might play a factor in terms of like how we're going to evaluate and analyze the starters and the performance. Um, like I said, the Broncos starters will be playing uh, 12 to 20 snaps in this game. Um, like I mentioned early on with Javante Williams as well. So um, if they're going to be going up against the backups, I'm not too sure how we will evaluate this. I'll still be happy if they, they play well, but um, that is something to keep an eye on. So Kyle Shanahan is not, uh, I'm sure he knows his decision. He's probably just not telling the media, um, but this will determine whether or not the Broncos defense will be uh, having a Sam Darnold um, or, and Trey Lance game all, all game long, or if they're going to have uh, Brock Purdy in for a series or two um, and kind of going up against their uh, really, really talented offensive line, defensive line. So um, I would like for the Niners starters to come out and play. Um, I would like for it to be competitive and see how our, our starters respond to that and how everybody from top to bottom looks. Um and then obviously, like I said last week, just like this week as well, I'm looking forward to see how our depth looks in that secondary. Um, one of the bigger things I'm watching this week, and uh, I wasn't really worried about this going into the preseason opener, but uh, I want to see better pass coverage in the secondary, especially from the backups. I mean, um, you saw Tremont Smith, um, Delonte Hood uh, got a beat a little, a, a few times. It wasn't horrible by any means. Um, shout out to my guy, Delonte. Um, a lot of guys in the secondary, Tremont Smith and a few others as well. I would like to see improvement. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, I'm very, very confident going into the season. I don't have any issues um, you know, with how he it looked in that preseason opener. And then at camp, he just been locked down really good. A really good tackler last week. Um, so he's basically guaranteed to make the roster. Um, then, you know, a few other guys, PJ Locke is injured. Justin Simmons is injured. Caden Stearns, it was, it was, it was weird. He was kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury this what, last week. Um, I believe he limped off the field, but then got back into practice and that was limited the next day. So it, it was kind of weird. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Kareem Jackson uh, is healthy, though, so we're going to see him with the starters. Um, but then in the backups, DeLauren Turner-Yale, you guys 
keep an eye on this name because he's been really, really good in uh, special teams. One of our core special teams players, as Sean Payton has mentioned, um, the coaches have spoken highly of him. The media is speaking highly of him. Um, he was flying around the field in that preseason opener, Not someone that not enough people are talking about. And I don't know. Uh, check out my article at Predominantly Orange. I wrote about this, uh, about J.L. Skinner. He could very well steal that uh, last safety spot from J.L. Skinner, even though Skinner was a sixth-round pick. I mean, there's spots on the practice squad. Regardless, both of those guys are going to be on the roster. Um, but I don't know. If if DeLar Turner-Yell plays really, really good again this week, it's kind of like I don't know if Sean Payton and Van Joseph can really look him in the eye and say, yeah, you're not making the team when J.L. Skinner has not really done anything this offseason. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a redshirt year for him regardless uh, for J.L. Skinner. But if he does make the practice, if he does get waived and then go to the practice squad, a team's likely going to pick him up. And I don't know if George Payton and Sean Payton want to take that risk. So it's really, it's a really weird situation for Turner Yale. He's in his second year with the Broncos, um, you know, sophomore year uh, out of Oklahoma. Um, like I said, really good special teams player. He's pretty solid in coverage. Um, really good tackler. Um, one of our, I mean, he's just one of our better best special teams players already. I mean, he's just an incredible gunner downfield, um, great weaving in, in between tackles and kind of getting to the returner uh, before other players. I mean, you need guys like those on your roster. And I don't know if JL Skinner is that player yet. So um, I don't know if they're confident enough to where JL Skinner's special teams ability is just good enough so that they're okay with waving DeLarn Turner Yale and signing him to the practice squad. Like it's a tricky situation. I feel like the second option is what they may go with, but at the same time, man, Turner Yale has had a good off season. He deserves it. He's been one of those more underrated under the radar players by Broncos country this off season. Um, so um, I would like for him to have a really, really good game this week and just kind of give Sean Payne no choice but to make him have him make the roster because I'm a big JL Skinner guy. I love JL Skinner. I'm, I would love to see what he can, you know, be for the Broncos in the future. But um, he this offseason, they've just kind of been giving more of a chance to Turner Yell um, and the other safeties as well because it's a load of safety room. We all know that. So um, JL Skinner, yeah. Depending on, I, I believe he will be playing this uh, in this preseason game, so it's going to be kind of a, like a uh, you know live battle between those two guys uh, once Kareem Jackson leaves the game. So, um, and Caden Stern. So we'll see. We'll see how those guys look. Um, Turner Yell, though, I'm willing to bet on him. He's a really good player, and um, if he just continues to make multiple tackles on special teams and looks solid in the secondary like he did last week and he did it in camp this week. Um, you cannot write off DeLaurent Turner Yale. Um, depending on how many safety the safeties the Broncos decide to keep on the roster this year, um, DeLaurent Turner Yale could very well be that last safety to make the roster, and the Broncos could move on from JL Skinner um in just his rookie year, but then sign him to the practice squad. But there's no telling if he'll actually uh clear waivers or not. So um the next thing I'm looking for look forward to in this preseason game is better pass protection up front. It's got to be better, man. We've talked about it in our last episode. Garrett Bowles has to be better on the 12 to 20 snaps that he's going to get. Um, I'm assuming the Broncos are going to be out there for around the same time uh, this game that they will, that they were last week, maybe a little bit less snaps. Uh, I believe they're out there for 21 snaps last week. So um, probably around like 18 to 20 is my guess, but still around the same. Um, Garrett Bowles, better pass pro. Um, Isaiah Prince, I'm really looking to see how he actually looks in that right tackle, um, spot with, you know, Mike, uh, Mike McGlinchey missing another game. Um, you know, like we, uh, like we reported, Mike McGlinchey will not be in action for the Broncos until 
the uh, the season opener against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So um, a few more uh, layoff weeks for him, um, and then he'll ease his way back into practice. But um, Isaiah Prince, I want to be a little bit more confident in him going into the regular season because I'm not super confident in him now. He's had a good camp. He's had some really good practices. Um, he just doesn't have the best you know resume in the NFL. He hasn't always been the best tackle um, by any means. Um, especially coming out of Ohio State as a six-round pick. He wasn't I, – I didn't really think of him that highly. Um, but he's it seems like he's finding a little bit of his groove, you know, in, you know, being a veteran now and learning from other tackles in the NFL, coming from the Bengals. Um, so I'm curious to see how he looks. Can he hold up and pass, bro? Can he be a solid, you know, efficient, um, you know, run blocker with guys like Quinn Miners right next to him? So I'm sure that's going to help him out. And then um, – and then another guy is Lloyd Cushenberry. Can he hold up for a second week in a row? Can we be even more confident in him going into the season uh, opener? Because in that preseason opener, he looked really damn good. We talked about in the show in the re the game re recap. Um, in my opinion, he looked like the best offensive lineman out there with those starters. I mean, it was quite remarkable to say that because we've kind of dogged on him on the off season, this offseason. So um, those three offensive linemen, I'm kind of looking forward to see. Uh, ben Powers did struggle a little bit on the left side and pass pro uh, against the Cardinals. So I'm looking to see him clean that up. He's not going to be any even issue. I guarantee you that was, you know, uh, first game jitters for him in a Broncos uniform. Um, this is the first time that he's going to be a full uh, full time starter for an NFL team. Um, so uh, I, I don't know if that plays into it really. But, you know, I'm really excited to see what Ben Powers um, does. I want to see improvements from uh, Ben, uh, excuse me, Garrett Bowles, because a lot of talk this this week after that game that he had. Um, and I will admit, you know, I did play a factor in that, you know, writing my article for predominantly orange, um, but I still stand by what he said, but it is like kind of early to say, be saying that, but at the same time, like you do have to be prepared. I know champagne's going to be prepared. There's a reason why Cam Fleming has been getting all the reps at backup tackle and not been moving over to right tackle at all. They've been even, uh, inserting Alex Palczewski in at right tackle. Once the starters leave as the, the primary backup tackle behind Isaiah Prince. So, um, We'll see. We'll see how Garrett Bowles looks. If he doesn't look good for another week and he just looks really bad, there is no excuses now because a lot of people speculated, was it the field from the Cardinals field? Was it adding a little bit of additional, you know, uh, fear to Bowles coming off that fractured leg? Was he feeling, you know, comfortable planning it in that, uh, in on that grass, uh, you know, at State Farm Stadium? Uh, but this week, there's no excuses, in my opinion, um, at Levi Stadium, um, you know, where the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. So, We'll see. We'll see how uh, Garrett Bowles looks this upcoming week, but I don't think these rumors are going to stop about the Broncos benching him or even trading him. I know Sarah Benger, uh, side expert for Domley Orange, wrote about that. A lot of people seem to be upset about that, but I mean, when you're not playing good, you know Sean Payne's going to you know, not tolerate any of that, and he's going to look for the best solution and best fit in his offensive line, and Cam Fleming had a pretty solid year last year with the Broncos. Obviously, they re-signed him to that one-year $4 million uh, you know, uh, contract. So that's not only to be a swing tackle, that's to insert and be insurance, um, for any, you know, um, you know, bad performances from your starting left tackle and Garrett Bowles. So we'll see Fleming's actually younger than Garrett Bowles. So that's, uh, something to take into account. Um, he obviously, he won a few Super Bowls with the new Orleans, new Orleans, uh, not in new Orleans. What am I saying? New England Patriots. Um, so Cam Fleming, what it, it would be quite a crazy story for him to end up being the franchise tackle here and we trade Garrett Bowles by the trade deadline. That would be quite the story because I don't think a lot of people expected that. My opinion, uh, I didn't talk about this in my article, but my prediction 
is Garrett Bowles will play this whole season with the, for the Broncos. Um, I think he he might get benched a few games, but I think week one he'll go in as a starter. I think he's going to bounce back this week. Um, obviously, the starters aren't expected to play in preseason week three against the Los Angeles Rams. So um, this week is going to be the last time we get a look at the starters before that game against the Raiders. So I'm really excited to see how th- these guys look. But yeah, this offensive line is going to be the most watched position group. Um, everybody's going to have their eyes on them. And Garrett Bowles, he is the most pressured Bronco going into this preseason game, like I mentioned. Um, but aside from the offensive line, I want to see better spe- special teams, uh, j- not even just coverage, but the return game as well. I want to see Marvin Mims. He's going to be making his NFL debut. The Broncos' uh, rookie second-round pick they traded up for. Sean Payne obviously thinks highly of him. He's already wide receiver three, tied with uh, Brandon Johnson um, behind Cortland Sutton. So um, I'm excited to see how Marvin Mims looks in an increased uh, role in the receiving game. Um, he's a little bit of a, a healthy scratch in that preseason opener. Um or not healthy scratch, kind of just holding him out for precautionary reasons. But um, I'm excited to see how he looks, not only as a receiver, but as a returner. Are we going to have an elite returner this year with the Broncos since the first time since probably, you know, Trendon Holiday um, or Jordan Norwood? So, um, you know, I would really like to see Marvin Mims kind of just make his way into the NFL by being an elite returner, similar to what Tyreek Hill was for the Chiefs, and then kind of being that uh, receiver. Because I feel like that's a good that's that's a good gateway into you know making your way into the in the pros, and especially uh, Marvin Mims, who has returned uh, kicks before. I'm excited to see what he can do uh, on Saturday against the Niners in the return game. Um, and then staying on the topic of special teams, field goals, man. We talked about Brett Meyer. Uh, field goals got to be on target. We got to make our field goals. Uh, we should have won last week's uh, preseason opener against the Cardinals. Obviously, Sean Payton was a little bit ir- you know, irritated, agitated about that. Field goals, we missed like three of them total. So that was nine points right there. Um, score should have been like 26-18, something like that. Um, obviously, that's not the exact score it would have been, but um, you get the point. Uh, next thing I want to see besides pass pro, um, besides coverage from the secondary uh, players in the secondary and then besides special teams last thing big thing i want to see um is just a more effective run game i thought run game got going at times last week with samaj Pirine and jaleel mclaughlin but once tyler Beatty came in and um tony jones jr came in i didn't think the run game as looked as efficiently as sean payton would have liked to see it go and i feel like honestly that was a, like a uh I think it was honestly kind of like an underrated reason as to why Jared Sidham never really like got going in the offense. I feel like the run game is a little bit more balanced with Russ and, uh, you know, Ben DiNucci. So um, I want to see the run game get going whenever Jared Sidham gets in the game. And speaking of Sidham, I just want to see an all around better game from him. Obviously the run game is going to play a factor into that, but I want to see more better, you know, better decision-making more accurate passes and, you know, just a better, um, you know, feel for the, the you know, line of scrimmage and um, the pocket. I want to see him look a bit, a little bit better in that. Um, he wasn't, like, it, super bad in that uh, aspect by any means last week. He took a few carries um, for some really good, uh, you know, uh, yardage in that game, by the way. So I think that should be taken into account. I think um, him and Ben, ben DiNucci have done an excellent job of using their legs in that preseason game, you know, credited to uh, Russ. I feel like uh, that's been kind of, you know, um, a vocal point of the Broncos offseason um, with Sean Payton came in, kind of quarterbacks using their legs, extending plays, not always, you know, taking sacks. Um, and I think it's it's got to be a fast tempo offense. So that's a big thing I want to see in this preseason week two. Just a, a 
you know, fast tempo offense, not even just a fast tempo offense, just, you know, running the offense efficiently um, and just running everything through the quarterback and the running back, you know, establishing that run game and then running off the, you know, the naked bootleg play action and getting some, you know, quick uh, decision making out. Um, I want to see that from all three of the quarterbacks. Um, ben DiNucci specifically did that really well, though, last week. So mainly looking for that out of uh, Jarrett Sidham. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap up the episode with my player of the week predictions. Um, I'm going to start off with offensive player of the game. I'm going to go ahead and go with running back Jaleel McLaughlin for a second week in a row. Last week, I picked Jaleel McLaughlin. I'm going to go with him in a second week in a row because last week um, he did prove me right. So I'm going to go with him again. Um, I think he's going to have a really good game with Tyler Beatty out. Um, once, Like I said, once William Pirine is out, I think uh, I think McLaughlin's going to have a hell of a game. Um, I could I could very well see, like, Depending on how many snaps they give him, I'm going to go ahead and say like 50, 60 plus rushing yards, maybe even more than that. I think he's going to have a really good game. I mean, I think McLaughlin, this might be like the nail in the coffin for Tyler Beatty this week. So this tomorrow is one of the bigger days of Julio McLaughlin's life. He could very well lock himself himself in a 53 man roster spot um, just off of two preseason games and uh, in an offseason as a rookie undrafted free agent running back. That'll be quite remarkable of a story for him. Um, defensive player of the game. I'm going to go with my guy that I talked about early on. Great special teams player, um, underrated player this offseason in the safety position, battling for a spot in the 53-man roster as well, just like McLaughlin. I'm going with safety to Lauren Turner-Yale in his second year. Um, I think he's going to have a really good game with P.J. Lockout. Um, I think he's going to be that leader, that uh, secondary, um, once the, the starters come out. And I think he's going to do a really good role. He's the uh, backup to Justin Simmons on the depth chart. So um, he's going to have that that kind of, you know, um, you know, um, just kind of having that that voice in that secondary, being that kind of captain role, I guess you could say, uh, at the free safety position. So looking forward to those two guys. Those are my two predictions for offensive and defensive player of the week. Score predictions. We forgot to do these last week. I'm going to go ahead and do them this week. I got the Broncos 23-16. to 16. If the Raiders could beat the Niners in the preseason by 17, I think the, think the Broncos could at least beat the Niners by 7, um, especially with uh, – it, it will depend if the Niners starters will play. I still think regardless, though, the Broncos are going to play play um but if if Brock Purdy does play and the starters do play as well it will add a little bit more pressure to the offense um obviously it'll be Brock Purdy's first action since that wrist injury uh in the NFC playoffs last year um the uh, NFC championship game so um we'll see uh, if the if the starters do play, but I think regardless, the Broncos take this one 23 to 16. Um, but that is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. Um, this is my first episode, um, I think of all time, uh, do, hosting the show com- completely by myself. So if you guys enjoyed today's episode, um, I you know really seriously appreciate all the support. Make sure you guys, if you're listening over on Spotify and F Podcast, hit the follow button, leave a five-star rating. Um, make sure you guys are following me over on socials at Broncos Avenue on instagram twitter tiktok threads literally anywhere that you can um, find me on social media i am there at broncos avenue uh, make sure you guys check out my articles at predominantly orange constantly writing uh, and publishing articles over there uh, make sure you guys check out my recent article kind of a controversial one uh, besides the garrett bowles one about broncos third string quarterback ben DiNucci making a serious case it's steal the way the uh, the backup job from jared Sidham. um i don't think it'll happen but there's a serious argument to be made. Um, credit to J-Mac for kind of bringing up that uh, that little controversy um, of a debate and topic. 
um, as Baron DiNucci has just looked much better than uh, Jared Sidham uh, the last week or so. But overall, this offseason, I think Sidham has been better. Um, I just feel like this is being overportioned a little bit, but that saves a whole new ep- a whole different episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Farrell. Until the next episode, peace.